Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, 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 welcome everybody to the Really Charlie Podcast. My man, my man, my guest, Rick Reese. And we're gonna we're gonna definitely hear a lot about him and his inspirational educational stories. Um we're just gonna talk talk that talk as my wife says, and uh, we're gonna do that and listen to someone that uh I admire very much, homegrown from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and He's ventured off and moved all over the country in different things. Uh, Air Force veteran, um, very a lot of business endeavors. You know, he's definitely doing the thing, and he also falls back on the Christian faith to just keep himself stable and nice base. And uh, you know, so I'm glad to have him on here, and I'm glad that he's here to speak to all of you um, about the projects that he's doing, and one of them. Uh, we're going to talk about very, very soon. So, without further ado, Rick Reese. What's happening? <laughs> hey, you know, you you are my hero. Thank you. Your, your family is my hero. You know, like we were talking earlier, you know, your father and that whole crew from the 70s. I left New Bedford in, in 76. and uh, and But that was my impression. You know, that was my experience. And uh, and and that's something that you never get out of you. No, it doesn't. And the the that time, I'm just glad I was born when I was born. You know, just to get a combination of the old and the new, um, and just that 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 way that, that y'all were, you know, being brought up, and I got a taste of it, and it was it helped me out so much in my life. You know, to to just be um ready determined ambitious um a fighter you know i just you know and the fight is the one thing that i remember that it just you know stand up for yourself do what's right you know those are the things that i got from that era and um that's me totally <laughs> yeah it's amazing you know yeah. it's on the inside and no matter where you go, that's uh, those are the roots that come to the forefront wow. and um, that have made you. And so that no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, 
what you just described is me (laughs) and uh never fail yeah you know failure is not an option no and you 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 gotta um if if you're if you're your own self-motivator you can accomplish a lot and that's what i try to be um and i'm also my biggest critic so if um something's got to get done and it's in my head i'm gonna go ahead and do it you know uh and um so let's start off with you and um the west end community empowerment center um wcc is the man that is so that is so huge that is so huge you know even when you leave new bedford you actually never leave new bedford and um when i was listening to the podcast i just love hearing y'all talk (laughs) it's like being a whole i was listening to a conservative talk and i was like man this is like being home, mm-hmm. you know, and you just remember, and you know, you don't get a chance to, to hear that. And, uh, but when you do, it strikes that chord of home. And yes. um, like Consatio was saying, man, we have a, there's a lot of great people that have come out of New Bedford. And, uh, and that's a story that needs to be told. And so with the West End Empowerment Center, that has been a vision of mine for a long time probably since around 13 years old hmm. and it, to have a community center. Cause you know, we didn't have no place to go to. I mean, the no. boys club was it, but the boys club was all we needed. Uh, but we didn't have that empowerment for, you know, for the community, mm-hmm. you know, the boys club took care of us. And of course now the girls club and, and you know, Robbie is the man. <laughs> he is. He is Robbie is the, Robbie is a consistent string across every conversation. <laughs> He is, and and, and the, he started at a young age, man. Man, Robbie, remember. I played barrister football, and okay. uh, Robbie and I are probably around the same age, maybe a year apart. He was the coach when I played pee wee barrister football, wow. and Robbie was the coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like Robbie, what, was you born the coach? Man? Yeah, he, but he got it at an early age. He sure did. You know, sure we were still running around and acting crazy. Robbie was like dead on it. But anybody you talk to, Robbie is this consistent thread that connects everybody together from the community. Yeah. You know, the West yeah, End. Yeah. It definitely, um, you know, good dude. And um, my mentor, definitely love seeing him. Makes me smile, you know. And they say, hey, Charlie. And then I give you that good laugh. You know, he just... Can't beat them, man. Can't, that mold is broken, you know. But you miss home. You know, when you leave, and I know when you went to L.A., you don't even realize how much you actually miss home until you come back. Yes. And, of course, you order like we saw online. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can have some. But, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I left in 76. I left in 76. Of course, went to, went to Keith, went to St. John's. And then from St. John's went to Keith for a year. And uh, you know Keith is Keith. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I was part of the Black Wave that went to Holy Family. Wow, yep. And, you it, know, and the Black true. Wave to the Blue Wave. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, of course, was, Father D. 
Father D was uh, such a gracious man and, and one of my mentors. And, um, you know, you look back at certain people in your life that were so critical, you know, to you being where you are. Because we was locked down, man. Mm-hmm. You know, at Keys, we was locked down. It's like, how do you break out of this? Yes. And, um, and so we broke out, you know, the folks that went to Holy Family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called us the Black Wave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got basketball scholarships to go to Holy Family. Awesome. And, uh, and all we had to do was like sweep after school. Mm-hmm. And folks be just pretending to sweep in the same spot. <laughs> yep. But, you know, that was that was freedom, though. That was freedom. Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to, well, I think they already are. They're going to grab hold of that building, and it's going to be some, uh, looks like some apartment building. So Really? Yeah, I, I wish the diocese would have, uh, were capable of doing something else with that, but uh, I think someone's going to end up purchasing it, and some of the neighbors are definitely upset about it, so uh, it's too bad, you know. It's about money. Yeah, it is. It is all the old schools like that have been grabbed and taken only because they're strong, you know, and uh, people have ideas, you know, everybody wants, everybody has a brainstorm and uh, someone has a brainstorm that, you know, that high school could be an apartment building for somebody. And I mean, they're all over the Donaghy School, Duval School, T.A. Green, it just goes on, you know, Carney, they're, they're, well, the old Carney is still, you know, is still a, you know, a Catholic school. So, the uh, but all the other ones are pretty much being grabbed and uh, and taken over. So, but that's why we're going to build the uh, West End Community Empowerment Center new, and uh, not sure of the location yet. Okay. But you was talking about Kempton and Emerson. I used to yes. actually live on Kempton and Cedar. Wow. <laughs> and uh, man. I look at the the Say brother from way back when, mm-hmm. and you just see the tenement houses. <laughs> yes, yes. We had some bad conditions, boy. Sure do. And um, it. Thank God, it all it's it's changed from my perspective of leaving in '76, living in United Front. Seems like it's changed a little bit. Yes, it's um. It's, uh, you could still get some very clear visions of back then just by standing up there and, and remembering some of the things, you know, that were uh, that were there and, and that were in place. And you just kind of say, wow, I, rem- I remember, you know, running on Cottage Street and then running up Elm to get to the park, you know. And uh, so we were, you can reminisce, you know, and if you get enough people there, you can you can write a nice book about you know that time let's see michael consatius is child michael con uh, yes <laughs> we lived we lived next to each other on, on chancery street when i was in united front oh so you made the neighborhood better right yeah rick reese man might <laughs> <laughs> be balling <laughs> yes he does <laughs> says, it's amazing he says charlie let me tell you something right now i don't even Call him by his name. I call him right, Six Eleven. <laughs> there wasn't enough words to describe him. He was my hero. New Bedford needs to honor this man. He is man of integrity, character, pride. I'm so proud of him, 
Hey, no, thank you, bro. Calling my brother. <laughs> yes. Six <Yeah>. eleven. <laughs> That's it. Michael Khan. Yeah, you, you know, can. you can't beat the folks from New Bedford, though. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're talking family, you're talking family. Yeah. And you're talking real. I mean, I can, I know everybody that has left New Bedford knows that there's nothing like the realness of the people in New Bedford. Yeah. I mean, when you go out, you don't know the people. You know, and they say one thing, they do another. You don't even know their intentions. But when you know the people of New Bedford, man, it's that realness. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Consatio, you know, talking. And, and all the people that have come out of New Bedford that have achieved greatness because I believe what we've learned, you know, growing up in New Bedford, hard times, good times, both. You know, standing in line, getting some cheese, <laughs> and mm-hmm. cheese. You know, yes. everybody's had a shared experience. Yes. You know, and um, but what we've learned has made us. But what I want to do, you know, with the center, and I'm a visionary. I'm a funder. You know, I work. I run in some circles where we've got investment bankers, and I'm a businessman, and uh, and we're going to pay for it. And the vision is to do it debt free. Wow. And I know we're going to have one in the West End, and I want to have one also in the South End. This awesome. is something that we've that we've needed for so long, and um, it's going to have a full gym in it, awesome. and then we can do weddings. <laughs> it's going to have a, a commercial kitchen in it, and, uh, and 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 meeting space where we can meet, wow. and people in the community that have different things going on where they can meet. I want to do micro loans for businesses. $5,000 micro loans. And uh, so, you know, business is the way to go. And, um, and so the young people that have business ideas, you know, we want to be able to get them launched. We're going to do talent shows like we used to do back in the day. You know, I don't know if you ever participated in any of those talent shows. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I could. Uh, mercy. <laughs> I, uh, not that we had any talent, but it kept uh, us off the street. Joey, big brother. Yeah, my big brother. That's it. That's it. Another, <laughs> another Air Force gentleman there. You know. Yeah, all the guys out there, my big brothers, man. And uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a commercial kitchen in there where we can have people. I want it to be the number one tourist site in in southeastern Massachusetts, where people can come and they can taste Cape Verdean food, they can taste, you know, um, West Indian food, different types of food, and sample it. And, um, and, you know, walk away from that experience because a lot of tourists, you know, yes. that's a, that's a huge industry and um, sure. they don't even know, you know, what Cape Verdean is. They don't know West End. They don't know the culture, you know, the combined culture that's, that's in New Bedford. And so I want to make sure that, uh, that that comes out. So in addition to being, you know, athletic in gyms and doing basketball tournaments, I want to have an archive that archives, kind of what they're doing with the Cape Verde Museum, but mm-hmm. that archives the families, that archives the things that uh, we've accomplished, that archives the uh, 70s insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Call it an insurrection, yeah. not the riots, but the insurrection. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and But archives that story. We need, we need our story to be told, yes. you know, yeah. because nobody knows. And uh, not only for the outside world, but also for the generations that are there that even now today are being told that you have no history, you have no past, nobody's done nothing, 
you know, where they can actually come through and they can see, you know, the great history that uh, that we've had for the people that have come out of New Bedford. Now, I didn't know I heard Casasio talk about the other day, you know, the uh, the four that sat in, you know, the uh, Woolworths at the county. Yep, Jabril. And, uh, yeah. yeah, his wife is from New Bedford. Yes, yes, he's uh, still here, still doing well, still helping out many, many people, and, uh, you know, and uh, but they're still here. Still we want to document that story. Nobody knows. Yeah. You know, growing up, I didn't even know, you know, the the great abolitionists that were here were even here growing up. We never heard that stuff. Yeah. You and know, that, we never heard all of the abolitionists and the movement that was here. There's, um, you know, the, the podcast I did with, with Mr. Charlton, Lee Charlton was very, very um, nice. And it, it talks about a lot of, a lot of that, but you know, he, he's a library himself, you know, so, you know, him coming out and, and especially like something like the empowerment center, you know, where somebody like him could sit there, you know, not standing in front of anybody, but you know, like put, put a lazy, lazy boy chair there near a microphone, a lamp, you know, and just talk and tell a story, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Folk tales. Those need to come back, you know, and I always talked about uh, just kind of going into a Carding Academy or Keith Middle School or Roosevelt and just kind of have people just there, you know, some of the old timers or someone that can share a story. You don't have to be old to share a story, but you could you could be old or young, but you want to share that story to the community that's about your community and just kind of just, you know, just let it out, you know, let it out, you know, where where. You know, someone could kind of, even if it's Jabril, to sit there and say, you know, where he talks about his first 24 hours in New Bedford and what he was going through uh, and what he felt and so on and so forth, you know. And that's that's what the Empowerment Center could do, will do. Um, and, uh, you know, so I We'll just, have meeting space in there. We'll have computer, a computer center. And um, it's going to be a it's going to be a great resource for all ages, and um, yeah. and for New Bedford, not just for the West End, but for New Bedford. <clears throat> Same thing with the South End, where people actually be coming into the West End, coming into the South End, uh, because it's a resource. And uh, yes, archiving everything. We want to archive from the whaling all the way up to now, and because um, the whalers from New Bedford. And our community were the ones that made it, you know, that went up to Alaska when it got slow around here. I mean, they're the ones who who, who made it happen. Yes. And nobody knows, you know, and that was the biggest thing is that to be able to archive through photography as well, a photo exhibit, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, of the history of what's going on. And, you know, and have like, you know, down at uh, in the different museums where you can look and see what happened in the 70s during yes. that insurrection and what led up to it. And what yes. came out as a result of it, and so that has that has shaped me. But went to Holy Family, graduated in '76, and uh, wasn't planning to go to college. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to skate my way through, man. I ain't uh-huh. feeling like doing no more work. <laughs> but you know, I appreciate the Upward Bound programs during that time, and all the summer camps that they used to send us on, mm-hmm. and that we went to. And but I appreciate all of that because all of that makes you. You know, and you kind of stumble if you're willing. You stumble yeah. into your future. 
you know, right. if you're willing, if you're open. But you heard me mention that this is my, this will be my second community center. Around 13 years old. You know, Jim Colbert. I don't know if you know Jim Colbert. Yes, yes, yeah. That, that's Great. my best friend since probably 10 years old, 11 years old. Sharp dressed man all the time, you know. Sharp dressed man. You got to get him on the show. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's easy. That's that's, that's easy. I can get. I can do that. Like, hey, what you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah. Get him on the show with his grand grandson. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but we we built a clubhouse in his backyard. Wow. About Thirteen years old. A two a two story clubhouse. That's and remember nice. Beacons. The moving company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Jim lived right, right alongside of it in the back of it. And uh, the clubhouse was so big, we was able to actually get on the roof. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it was two stories. It was for the gang. That's know, nice. For the gang. And, um, and um, we was going to put an elevator in there. Of course, you know, that was really like, what are you doing? It's only two stories. <laughs> but that was the first community center. Now, of course, we did some dirt in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was for the community center. And um, and I drew out the plans for that. Wow. And it was, a, it was a vision, even at that age. And uh, knowing that we needed a place of gathering. You know, we needed a place for the community to come together. We're so separate. So. You know, intentionally kept separate. So that, you know, we don't form, you know, and come together. And I was looking at actually looking at some uh, some research on you as well, and talking about the breakfast program. That's how I used to eat. Yeah, with, with the Panthers and their their breakfast program. That's how I would eat before I went to school. It's um and, big, big Bobby put me on his shoulders, for, and uh, you know, and take me to the breakfast program, and uh, and the the thing was is that. Just by that man, he he was he, he seemed to be the biggest person I've ever seen in my life, you know. And he grabbed me, put me on his shoulders, and said, "You know, come on, we're gonna go eat." And uh, and it was just just crazy. And that was right in uh, that was on Chestnut Street, uh, where uh, it's a White House across from the old Carney. And um, so he took us in there that day, you know. And, that was some good eating, boy. It sure was. <laughs> you, and it gave you more. If you wanted more, you got it, you know? I never I never experienced anything like that, you know? And, um, and so when you, you think about all the good things that have happened for us, you can't help but give back. And so I left in 76 and went to the University of Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts, and uh, said I want to be an engineer. But I bypassed all the engineering classes. <laughs> but I, you know, I bypassed everything, man. But I said, okay, I want to be an electrical engineer. And so mm-hmm. I went and I got a 1.6 my first year. <laughs> uh-uh. And, and uh, you know, in those days, man, it was crazy going to school because you could do so much that would pull you, cause you to flunk out. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I didn't flunk out. And I stuck with it, joined ROTC, and I got commissioned and graduated as a plastics engineer. Awesome. And, uh, and that was that was an out-of-body experience because I didn't know nothing about nothing. And uh, I was just on autopilot and, uh, and went through that experience. But went into the Air Force. Hello, Marianne. Went yes, into the cool. Air Force. Good afternoon. Good evening. I actually retired as a major from the Air Force. 
Wow. I retired wow. as a major from the Air Force, did satellites. And uh, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, we actually launched the GPS satellites that we now use on our nice. phones. So I was part of that mission team, mission control team. So, um, launch. so a person from New Bedford was part of when you look at your phone and you see GPS and you see the directions and all of that was part of that team to launch the first GPS satellite. I love so, it. I that seems like so long ago, though. You know, you don't even time just flies, man. You know, but I live here in Colorado Springs now. OK. And uh, we've been here since I retired in 97. And yeah. uh, so I'm still community. So I, I left my job to go into the community here. Mm-hmm. And so I was here when uh, Katrina happened. Oh, all right. And, uh, and I was involved in the community, serving on boards and the commissions. And when Katrina happened, the United Way asked me to help integrate. We had about 1,500 people come to our community here. And they asked me to help integrate them into the community, get them jobs, hmm. you know, food, housing, cars. And uh, that was probably one of the most rewarding experiences of my life to be able to help those people write resumes. And they gave me a building and mm-hmm. was able to bring them all through, run them all through. Now, of course, Colorado is different than New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael, another good dude, man. That's a that's I, a major man right there, too. I'd like to get him on it, but, you know, he, he's, I don't know, we got same nephews, same nieces, you know, but he don't talk to me anymore. You know, he's just maybe he's making more money. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I he just he don't talk to me. He don't call me. You know, <laughs> Michael. You know, I'm only joking. I love, I love him. When you get him on the show, you know, ask him about the '70s insurrection. I, I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to ask. A, him he's about a, he's that. an expert. Yeah, I'm going to ask. He him actually about schooled this. me. I'm going to ask him about his dancing in the '80s. I'm going to talk to him about that. You know, and, uh, Garden of Gods is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it and and see that you know we just in this comment section alone, there's so many people that you could talk to. You know, we just had some comments about um, you know, Ian White, Ian White, and his, and his wife Lisa. They're doing a lot, a lot of stuff for the city. Um, and, and they came here and they planted their roots here and, um, raising their child here, nice. have some property here. Um, and those are the, you know, people that, you know, they just, they love it here. And we talked about how you don't realize how much you miss the city until you get here. And, um, you know, and I know that feeling very, very well, you know, um, the, uh, well, I wouldn't um, be looking for people to take over. The, uh, the West End Community Empowerment Center and, and even the South End one. I'm just uh, the visionary and uh, the funder. Well, yeah. you know what? So and then I'm sure, hey, man, we got some serious, talented folks. Yes, yes, You know, that, uh, that do that. You know, so serve many. on boards, serve on commissions, organize. You know, so yeah. my job, my job will be as the visionary, bringing it to fruition and raising the money and um, pulling the funders together and the money together and um, and then saying, okay, let's, let's form teams to uh, to set up the admin and the administration of it and, um, and hiring people and the whole bit. 
you know, but, um, and yeah, and then just turn it over to the, the qualified, capable folks that we have. And um, people have been thinking about this for a long time. Yeah. You know, we've always, you know, from the beginning, really recognized that this is something that we actually do need. And, uh, and that's why the Boys Club has, has helped us and make and molding and shaping us. And uh, but we need something that goes beyond that, that reaches out to all ages. Yes. Like I envision people that are a little bit older coming and forming, you know, groups and and, uh, and just getting together and being able to satisfy that community need. And, uh, and I envision weddings in there, you know, that would be nice. Know, with the tubs of Jag and everything else, and all the food, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you see down at OLOA, you know, go to a wedding, you know, all the food that's on the shelves and counters. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, but I envision that as well, but just a place for people to come together. And um, it's going to be it's going to be huge. So we're looking at 2025 and 2025 is because I'm pulling together the funding for it. OK. And so it could happen before 2025. I just put that out there as a date. Yeah. And it's. um. You know, it's good to know. And then I, I uh, try to think uh, maybe two years ago, I think David Gonzalez and I were talking about it. He's kind of telling me about it. And, you know, and that's when we reached out. I reached out to you on Facebook on my you know, older page. And then we got connected then. But um, I was all excited about it because, for one, I was I was always a person that wanted to have my own gymnasium. You know, so people could come in and out. Me and Young Goro to play some basketball, and just uh, you know, because that's how it was for me in L.A. You know, I just had to walk across the street. You know, and the gym was there. You know, the baseball diamonds were there. You know, there was more than enough for a kid to do, and um, without getting into trouble. You know, you know how it is in California. There's more than enough things to get you in trouble. But when they provide you a venue to go to, you know what? You, you're nice. really you're looking for some positive things, and um, and they were kind of they they got a lot of things going during the season. You know, well in California, there's you can play any sport all year round, but with the season, you know, baseball season, you know, they had football. You know, you had the flag football, you had pop one, you had all of it. It was all right there. And all I had to do was just go across the street, you know. Um, nice. So, but uh, we used to play at United Front till the lights went out, or till it got dark, mm-hmm. and the uh, snow, sleet, hail. <laughs> I bought yeah. this part. Snow, sleet. He was out there just playing, playing. I'm going to the pros. I'm playing college, and mm-hmm. you know. And then of course yeah. reality sets in. It's like, okay, I'm not going to the pros. I'm not playing in yeah. college. <laughs> this is uh, it right here. Yeah, I ain't it. going no further. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and people find themselves stuck. What am I going to do? But, yeah, to be able to go inside, that's why, you know, I don't know, of course, not being there, but looking at Cedar and Morgan, and, and I, I'm sure they play softball, baseball in that big field there. Yep. You know, but I'm like, man, that would be perfect. Yeah, you know, for they, all the people, you know, in, in, in United Front to be able to come there and as a gathering space for that whole area. So yeah, that's, look, um, we're, we're looking to see. That's city owned and it's called Magnet, Magnet Park. 
so so it uh the um you know they used to do the family day which will probably happen again you know once everything all these restrictions are you know gone and all that but you know it was a bunch of older gentlemen they would play uh you know soccer there you know on every weekend probably you know once twice a week so you know it's getting utilized but it is like you said that's that's a primary that's a a prime spot for something that you're talking about you know um it's 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 just so many different locations but that one i love you know I because love. it's right in the center of everything mm-hmm. and the same thing down the south end you know finding that that place you know where where we could do it down the south end also yeah and, that's... Um, i want it to be the envy of new bedford <laughs> yes <laughs> no i should say it will be the envy of new bedford because mm-hmm. we want the tourists to come especially with the smell of the aroma of all the foods mm-hmm. that's <laughs> the right culture <laughs> i mean Look, look at uh, the former Daddy Grace's church. I mean, you still smell food from there, you know. And, oh, man, uh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> and it, and it, it's, uh, you know, but food will get people there, you know. Food will get people inside, you know. Everybody loves to eat. Um, the um, I, uh, I'm still at Mays. I didn't, I didn't know you held the rank of major, and it just got me in uh got me in awe right now you know i don't know how i didn't have that conversation with mr gonzales to just uh but uh <laughs> you know i was actually I'm, on a general officer track okay all right you know you're a general officer you military you're a general officer before you're at the rank wow and so i was performing at the uh, level of a general officer and on that track to become a general officer and um, it chose not to because of the need that's out here. Okay. And so when the opportunity came to retire, it's like, you know, go ahead and, and let that go, which is a much smaller pond to be able to give back to people than coming out and then being able to serve those skills and talents to the community. You know, I'm all about community building and, um, and, and, and looking at ways that we can improve our community. Yeah. What's up, David? Yeah. Yeah. He is the man. Yes. Yeah. I have so much respect for him. I have so much respect for him, you know, especially for his accomplishments and mm-hmm. um, with the Blue Angels. Yes, and, we I mean, representing. He was representing New Bedford, of course, first Cape Verde, like you said, in that position, and being a military person. That is a huge position. The Blue Angels are the Blue Angels. Yes. And to be, you know, in the position that he was, crew chief, and just making things happen, calling the shots, getting, mm-hmm. getting being able to fly those jets. Yep. Ooh, man. Fact. That's, that's heavy respect, bro. In fact, Mr. Gonzalez, Blue Angel, you know, you got to come on this podcast. <laughs> you got to come on this podcast, you know. I need that story you on needs here. to be told. Yes, very much so. We want you on here for an hour or two just to do your thing, man, David. Make sure, man. Do it, do it for me. Do it for you. Do it for New Bedford. Do it for the 
do it for the Blue Angels, man. Get that story out, man. It's a positive one. So You know what's the trip is that we don't tell people about our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. There's something inside of us that, you know, we don't want to tell people about the things that, that we've done. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you so much, Ian. You know that we don't tell people about all the all the things that uh, that we've accomplished, and we just hold it in. But that's what I want to document in the center. You know, yes, sir. I want to document the major families that that are in New Bedford and in the history of those families. Yes. You know, David came up. In my DNA as a third cousin. <laughs> Look at that. Yes, it. Wow, wow. It's um. I love it. That's so nice. The um. Sir Charles. That's what he calls me, Sir Charles. You know, <laughs> if he he could be across the room. If I hear Sir Charles, you know, I, I'm gonna know it's it's either David or Joey. One of them are calling me that. You know, but uh. Now it. you don't just you don't just land those jobs though. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. just land that that particular job. Can you mm-hmm. imagine in the Navy all the people that compete for that job? Yes. All yeah. the all the all the top dogs, the top guns that compete for that job, and for, for David to actually get that job. You know, it's amazing. What's, what's, what's interesting, though, is when you look back on your accomplishments, it's like another person that mm-hmm. did that because you was in the moment, you was in the time. But, man, the talent that has come out of New Bedford, man, I've got to, that is, that is, that's my life's mission is to, um, is to document that. And I love what you were saying about the storytelling. You know, the generation that we have now and the generations to come, they actually, they need to know. Mm-hmm. They need to know because that'll be their self-esteem. And so we want to do classes and, you know, and have meeting space where we're teaching self-esteem, we're, we're teaching life skills, we're teaching financial management, you know, where people can come in from the community and, and, and community beyond and, and get those lessons from, from experts, from professionals, and where it becomes a resource, you know, that kind of sets the pace for the West End and the South End totally turn it around to where, you know, we're not captives, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the blockade yeah. <laughs> of yep. the West End, the blockade of the South End, but where people want to come in, yes. you know, where people are fighting to come into our communities. And uh, sure. we can do that, you know, just by putting something out there that's world class, man. And so that's my, that's my vision, and it will be accomplished. Albert Einstein says, that uh, your imagination is a preview of life's coming attraction. And so that's something that has already happened that we're just walking it out and walking into. I see it so clearly. Uh, yeah, we could, uh, sorry about that. Got some, um, and, and when you put enough, enough visionaries together, um, you know, the sky's the limit. And, um, I just, you know, I'm here to help you as much as I can. Uh, I don't care what it takes. I, um, I definitely, because I see the goodness in this, I see the the essential reasons, um, the the essence of it. You know, I definitely see that, and um, definitely want to make sure that it gets off its feet, which it will, because you're behind it. It and will. I, I never fail. 
Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I never fail. I'm a, I'm a person that accomplishes that which I intend, you know. And as you mentioned, I'm a person of faith. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketplace minister. You may have seen that. Uh, yes, I did. Marketplace minister. And uh, what's a marketplace minister? It's just someone that has gone into the community. And personally, I want to unite a spiritually focused team of other marketplace ministers and uh, for to fulfill the Great Commission. And that is the driver. But in marketplace ministry, we look at businesses and uh, we look at businesses and how we can create wealth to fund community projects. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the we we all have visions and we all have goals. And I, you know, I see some of the things that you're trying to do and, and David and, and different places and different folks at Satio and, and with the, the museum and we're all held in place because of money and having access to money. And so that was one of the things as a community builder and visionary myself that I recognized early on is that we need access to money. And as a businessman, that's why I'm in business and I'm in the travel business. And, um, and that's why I'm in the travel business. I'm not in travel to just travel, even though we love to travel. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done 36 cruises. <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm in the travel business. That's what we do. But I saw a door of access to be able to, to take money from the travel business for basically three things for me personally, personal freedom. Yeah. I, le- I left the workforce in 2005. So personal freedom for my wife and I. Good. You know, she was a real estate uh, broker and I was in IT and uh, we left that in 2005. So I wanted to prove that model of being free. And I um, mean, not everybody does that, you know what I mean? You, you gotta be free, otherwise you just bound. <laughs> you know, slavery mm-hmm. does exist. Yes. And of a personal freedom. Secondly, community building. I want to create a pipeline of wealth that flowed from the travel industry. Instead of going to Expedia, Travelocity, I want to be able to take market share and create a pipeline of wealth that flows into the community without wow. asking permission to do the things that need to get done. And so in Marketplace Ministry, we're looking at businesses and how we can tap into those businesses to create you know, wealth that flows from those businesses into the community as a resource versus begging people, asking people, you know, like I, if you got to ask people, the answer is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not asking people to fund the, uh, the center. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm not asking, I'm not begging. I'm not crawling as a community builder myself and, uh, and walking out this process of marketplace ministry. I've seen the door to be able to transfer wealth for community building. And then thirdly, as a believer, to spread the gospel around the world. But those three things. And also in marketplace ministry, that's how I'm using travel. And, um, and, you know, people don't realize, but not just in the travel industry, but business in general, being able to take a piece of that profit and put it into a cause that you believe in is the way to go versus causing these causes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, forcing them to beg. That's why nothing ever gets done. And so yeah. as a community builder coming from, you know, New Bedford and, you know, of course, serving 
uh, the community that came up from New Orleans, one of the things in the community I realized is that we're held in place because money is, is, is metered out to where mm -hmm. people choose for it to go. I mean, there's a lot of money, but you know, they say, we're going to fund this. We're going to fund that. We're not going to fund the museum. We're not going to fund this over here, that over there. No, we're not going to fund the center, you know? And so it becomes very intentional. And so one of the things that I'm doing is I'm saying, no, let's take a look at business. What's up, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Good Let's take a look at business and see how we can redirect the wealth. Hey, man, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't. I don't mean to get you off that conversation. Just continue what you were saying. Um, these comments. You know, I don't want you to read and get distracted because I think your message is very, very important. Um, so continue, Mister Reese. I'm sorry. Well, thank you, sir. I'm just, I'm just reading also, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, and so, but that's the critical thing. The critical piece is how do we fund our own projects without begging and asking? And, uh, and the way we do that, as I have discovered through experience, you know, I'm not talking philosophy, you know, theory, I'm talking something that I have been walking out mm -hmm. as a model to see personal freedom, community building, global missions, being able to tap in business and redirect that wealth without asking permission. Because <laughs> if you got to ask permission, the answer is no. But yeah. to be able to harness that wealth and redirect it to where I choose for it to go. And I mean, that's how I'm going to fund the center, along with, of course, we've got major donors, investment bankers and, and people of goodwill that want to help out. And, um, and they're, they're there. But I want to prove the model for me specifically in the mm -hmm. travel industry. Expedia made $85 billion in 2019. Wow. Expedia, $85 billion with a B. Now, wow. you can't fault them as business. Yeah. In an industry of booking online and many of the folks listening book online, that is $762 billion, $762 billion wow. is what Pete, the industry is of booking online 2019 in 2022, that will grow to a thousand ninety one billion dollar wow. industry. So what's a few billion amongst friends? We're gonna fund all. We're gonna fund all your projects, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm and so a... and so, I'm in. I'm in the business of travel. Good. And uh, and and you know, working with the company that I work with, Surge. They have a product called the Vortex. And man, I am going to organize communities. I work with businesses. I work with organizations. I work with businesses, um, communities, churches, uh, entrepreneurs, nonprofits. I want you to think about this. 7.7 7 billion people worldwide mm -hmm. locked down at the same time. 
starting to peek out their door and saying, where am I going to go? I got to go anywhere from here. We are going to override the return of travel with a tool called the vortex. Hmm. What's the vortex? That was my question. Most, peop most people have booked online. Yeah. The vortex is a free link, complimentary. Give it out to the entire city of New Bedford. Give it out to the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Give it out to all 51 states. Give it out globally. It's a free link that when I work with organizations, they can give out to their member base, through social media, give it out to the world. It's a travel savings website. So people can go to the Vortex and we're gonna use that. Um, in fact, we just launched a fundraising campaign with the Vortex. People can go to the Vortex, create their own sign-in, personal travel site, savings site, book, connects to the same vendors, same industry. What a lot of people don't know is that Expedia, they're not in travel. They're just that broker middleman that connects to the travel vendors. The travel vendors paid them $85 billion. So we're giving them the boot as the middleman. Good. And we're putting regular people like you and I and organizations and businesses and schools that are looking to raise money fundraising in that spot where people can go to that through the vortex, same vendors, same Marriott Hotel, same United Airlines, Southwest, same, 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 same. But instead of those vendors paying Expedia and Priceline, which by the way, own all the other companies out there and they actually set the public rate. Wow. They own all the other companies, set the rate, the vortex, when somebody books that Marriott Hotel through the vortex, it goes and it looks at that public rate Bro, it comes in up to 60% less than the public rate. Wow. So the person getting this free link, they save money going through that free link. The owner of the Vortex, whether it be a school, whether it be the museum, whether it be the organization, business, they earn 60% of the money saved. So if, the, if they save $100, $60 goes to whomever. Mm -hmm. If they save six. A dollar, you know, 60 cents. Don't have to manage it. And so I bring in whole communities and they focus on the vortex when they get ready to, as the 7.7 .7 billion people go back to traveling again, we're going to override the travel industry by providing a product that saves people money for the same thing that we're going to do anyway. And then 60% of what they save comes back into a community pot. And, um, and if Expedia can make $85 billion in an industry that's $191 billion in 2022, as the world gets ready to travel again, man, we're going to be building everything we need in our communities without wow. asking permission. And that's one of the things is uh, being able to assess a business and say, what can we use in this business? To, to support any community endeavors and how easy is it to transfer that wealth? Hmm. That's a good, that's wonderful. Um, this past- Very powerful. Uh, yeah. And it, we have, uh, one thing about this community is they have, you know, everyone's kind of fishing in the same pond, you know, the same little bucket. And like you said, they, they, they're getting all those no's or, uh, 
or it's a sl or it's slotted for you know someone else you know or whatever it may be but what happens is in this area we're all going to the same like the community block grants the community development grants so on and so forth and so now you you everyone has these you know we have the guidelines you have everything that you you know need to come up with from a to z and now you got to present it to a board and now this this selective crew has to approve where that money goes and not not all the time you're going to get in it but you know so something like this would kind of be another avenue another venue another opportunity for people to get the funding to do the particular things that they need to you know i'm bringing money from outside of new bedford into new bedford oh. you know global money to come into new bedford i mean oh. somebody over in china may get the vortex link and and go to england not even come to new Bed not even come to the states yes they save 60 percent of what they save goes to whomever wherever and so what we're doing is we're tapping into a global global resource you know to be able to harness and so the power of a tool to be able to do that is huge yes because money is controlled <laughs> yes it is. you know like you just said you know man have to go through and submit your little package and mm -hmm. knowing that the people sitting up there looking at it are like hmm mm -hmm. is it joe is it my cousin joe is it not <laughs> you know <laughs> what are they doing how how much freedom will this give them <laughs> yeah no no we're we're bypassing that's why i say without asking for permission we're bypassing that whole process you know we're just that's marketplace ministry yes you know, that's, that's being able to go in and do the things that need to get done. So true. Uh, New Bedford youth are learning about the greatness of their own relatives and very empowering wow. to them. You're right, and Mike. Coupling with the outlet you'll be providing them is a beautiful thing. Man. See, it's all about self-esteem. You know, we've been beaten down for so long. And that's why I admire you all that you know, are in New Bedford because it's almost like we're we're taught a mindset. And man, to break lock from that, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like we're waiting for permission to excel, to achieve. That's why I love, you know, Derek Baptiste and, and Mike and, you know, and, and yourself and, and others who are in, you know, uh, good positions and going forward, regardless of the mindset that we have been taught. Yes. And you really, I know you can agree when you really feel it, when you leave, Yes, it's like, man, I'm free. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm uh -huh. You know, because it's like, you're taught to, 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 to hold it down. You're taught and, to stay in the South end, the North, yeah. the West end. Yeah. And it's, it, the thing is when you, when you end up going, you know, elsewhere, everyone's a stranger. So you got to deal with strangers and now you get where well, it, it does it, it, it kind of teaches you that. And then eventually now you get comfortable where, well, I talked to a stranger yesterday and I just got 10 grand. I talked to another stranger, you know, two weeks ago and I didn't get it, but I talked to another person. Guess what? You know, help me out. And, and what I'm saying is that you get so comfortable. I mean, you're, you're, 
talking from one strange person to the next and next and next. So now when you come, to, you got to present something to some other new people. All right, no big deal. Let's go. Let's do it. And so now that encouragement is like, you know, you're, you're, you're ready. You're ready to tell the world. You're ready to tell the world what you're trying to do, what your brainstorm is, and you have no worries, no worries at all. You lose and, that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's even that's better. Lose that fear of of, of just you know just being fearless. You know, uh, one of like one I'm of, fearless. Yeah, and, fearless. But I wasn't always fearless. <laughs> okay. Because you know you're taught to be to, well. It's uh, my mentor from birth. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, we were both babies in the crib. And he was yeah. like, you know, you want to play football? Okay, I'm going to show you how to play. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 That's it. Man, I love that dude, man. <laughs> Robbie was a baby boss. You know what he is? He, he came hey, we, both, we both babies in cribs. I'm sucking on, you know, you know, whatever, you know, he's like, let me, let me see. I can straighten that out for you. Hold on. Let me yeah, pull that out further, you know. That's it. <laughs> yeah, now <not> try it. <laughs> you know, Robbie has affected so many lives. And he continues yeah. to affect so many lives. You know, and um, that, that's a beautiful thing. We, hey, we, I got to, you know what? I got to tell Robbie how to spell Papa, though. You know, he had some, <laughs> ni- he had some nice pictures, you know, his grandchildren. And... You know, me and uh, another Gonzalez man, we we love watching people put Papa P U P A. It's it's P U P P A. You know, <laughs> three P's in it. <laughs> but anyway, I I can't um I can't I don't have enough words for Robbie Mendes. You know, Robbie's and, a saint, <laughs> not in sense of a saint, but he yeah, is. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Robbie is Robbie. Yeah. But you know the heart that he has to um, to help people, man. Hats off to you, Robbie. That's it. He gets that. His mom was the same way, man. She was special. Good woman cared for so many people, you know. And uh, but you know he's 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 got it got it in his blood. So yeah, that was my crew. We was all the crew. <laughs> Can you imagine having Robbie in that whole little click thing, man? That, that was that was pretty nice, man. Jim Covert, Michael Delgado, and Glenn Forts, and you know that whole even Warren the Rat career. I don't know if you've met you know Warren, Doctor wow, Soul, yep. Jeff Berglund, all of them, man. Just That's just um, awesome people. Yeah, sure is. The um, Matt Pearson, uh, Matt. Yep, it's the old Joey, my man. That's another dude, man. We I know, I know. We talk every day, you know, and uh I love the dude. He's he's um good people. Last you know who ran me down to go to college? Gordon Ribeiro. Oh, yep. Gordon Ribeiro, man, because I wasn't going to college, man. I was like, nah, I really don't like school. Mm-hmm. Every time I saw that guy, man, he said, Do you check your SAT? <laughs> yes. And I'll be, I'll be hiding behind bushes. He walked by. Mm-hmm. You take your SAT. You take your SAT. 
Man, oh, what is an SAT? I don't know what an SAT even is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Man, I took an SAT and bombed it. And so, but I said, okay, I think I want to go to MIT. Mm-hmm. And so I submitted my SAT, bombed, big time bomb. I didn't even know MIT was one of those elite schools. Uh-huh. And they was like, I'm sure they probably just laughed. Yeah. But then when I sent it to University of Lowell, here's a good story. I sent it to University of Lowell, they said, Sure, come on up and and Lowell is the poor man's MIT. Mm-hmm. Lowell, Lowell used to be University of Lowell, poor man in my, man, man's MIT. And so they said we have a summer program, and uh, you can come up to our summer program. We're all inner city kids, 162 inner city kids in this summer program. And so they were supposed to be teaching us like pre chem, physics, English, all the stuff that all of us didn't take. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. we was up there partying big time, big time, big time, big time, summer of 76. And um, and so we party, 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 party. They all flunked out. Everybody in that class flunked out except for two people, me and this other lady, Sharon Bradley. Wow. Five wow. years later of a four-year program, five Man. years later. And, you know, during those days, you would do all kind of stuff in college. And, you know, it's like, ah, whatever, whatever. And uh, but five years later of a four-year program, I graduated as a plastics engineer. Don't ask me how, but I did <laughs> commission a second lieutenant in the Air Force. Wow. Five years later, two people from that initial program of 162 folks, everybody flunked out. I see them all go. It's like, oh, man. I ain't going back to New Bedford, though. <laughs> I can't go back as a failure. <laughs> and uh, but five years later of a four-year program, two people graduated. Wow. Me and this other girl. And I looked at that, man. I was like, wow. You know, and so everybody's got a purpose. And the most important thing in life you can do is, is discover what is your purpose? What is, why are you here? You know, what are you here to do? You know, I don't care if you feel like you may be stuck in New Bedford or stuck anywhere. You are here to do something, not just exist, you know, not just go from day to day to day to day to day. No, and especially if you're from New Bedford, in New Bedford, even outside New Bedford, you have a purpose. You know, that's why we made it through, you know, whether you're in New Bedford, outside New Bedford, what is that purpose? And, yeah. um, and it is so important to find that purpose before you leave this earth. And because when you do, you're going to find your place. And, you know, one thing that's interesting is that things come to that purpose. When you start walking in that purpose, like you're doing that now. Really, Charlie? (laughs) (laughs) When you walk, when you start walking in that purpose, you start moving towards the things that you were supposed to do in life. And you can be free, you know, in that purpose because all your skills and all your talents your per- personality will start serving your purpose, you know, and I mean, so you'll start feeling comfortable to do the things that are part of that purpose. If you're uncomfortable, you're doing something outside of your purpose, you know, sit down, get quiet and get still and assess. Now, as a believer, I say, ask the question, what is my purpose? You know, and get a composition notebook. And you'll start feeling, you'll start hearing from the inside, 
you know, the answers to the questions that you can write in this composition notebook. One of the things we do in marketplace ministry is helping people discover their purpose. You know, why am I here? You know, what is the vision that you've seen? You know, the vision that you see is life's coming attraction. You know, your real life and your, your real life is in your purpose. Your real life is in the vision that you see for your life, not what you may be stuck in. You know, and so when you start getting still and saying, okay, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this a, a project to find my purpose. You know, like Steve Harvey says, you know, what is that gift that you have? You know, the gift is the thing that you can do better than anybody else without even trying. That gift is where your money is made. You know, like what you're doing now, Charlie, is part mm -hmm. of your gift. And that's why it just flows. And that's why people just love you, man, because you're Thank bringing you. them out. You're giving them a platform, you know, for their purpose. Man, you are multiplying purposes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that's you. beautiful. I, I, I love doing it. I love talking to people. I mean, look what I look what I gained today. I gained this conversation with you. Um, All right now, <laughs> and we and we gained, you know, as a as a as a community, whether it's a virtual community, community in Bedford, we're gaining a lot, you know, and um, just by this conversation right here, and um, I'm just so happy that you're here. You're here to tell me this story, tell all of us this story. And as far as my gift, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take this really Charlie podcast as my gift because you know what? Every day that I'm on it, I feel so much better. I feel good. I'm, I'm, That's beautiful. And, yeah. And um, so we're going to do great things in the community. You know, I'm going to create this this pipeline of wealth that will allow us in New Bedford to do the things that we know need to get done. And I was reading an article, you know, on yourself and, and some of the things that you're trying to uh, to accomplish in the community. And um, and so we're going to we're going to take this wealth and we're going to actually do those things. And uh, we're not asking anybody's permission. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. That's you know, we've thing. learned that you don't have to ask permission because when you have to ask permission, the answer is delay, delay, delay. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but we're going to accomplish, and we'll probably form a board. You know, we'll form a board that can 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 go through and look at the different you know proposals and things that uh, we want to do in the community and that people want to get done in the community you know, and assess, you know, the benefit to the community at large and entire, and not just West End, South End, but New Bedford, mm -hmm. you know, this is improving New Bedford because as we know, you know, as we improve the West End and the South End, it improves the whole city, you know, of New Bedford yes, it does. and coming together. And so it's not just a here, but it's New Bedford and, um, and, and, and putting us, putting, putting all of us on the map. You know, not yeah. just selected few. Another saying is Father D, man. I, I got to give him, you know, his due. You know, Father Father Driscoll, you know, was one of those um, those pivotal leaders and mentors in my life. You know, that. Uh, but I did ask him, I said, when I was getting ready to go in the military, I said, Father D, what do you think? Should I go into the Air Force? <laughs> he said, Rick, 
I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm like, well, just, look, hey, Father D, <laughs> as much as I respect you, yep. you know, God rest your soul, but I got to go in. And see, you can make choices in life when you understand your purpose. Like to start the broadcast, people are like, what? Mm-hmm. How are you going to continue that? You know, but when you when you understand your purpose, now you can make choices based on that purpose, not just fluff midair. Mm-hmm. So when Father D said that, I was like, something inside of me, though, you know, says that, you know, this is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I respect what you're saying. Now take that into consideration. But there's a bigger something inside. And um, because one one step leads to the next step. And see, that's the thing, man. Fear can't keep you from the next step. Mm-hmm. Because when it keeps you from the next step, you miss the next step. You know, but if you can be fearless because of what you feel in your heart, you know, to take that step and do a really Charlie. And then then you start finding the other steps. They all they all start you know, illuminating and you start seeing which way to go. And it's like, oh, and then you run into the people that you're assigned to and they're assigned to you. And I um, mean, you come together and then you go to the next step and then you go to the next. That's community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's community. And so my whole thing and what I just said is adding the funding piece to that. Not just travel, but looking at business and how can we how can we take money from business to do the things that we need to get done? Successful businesses. How can we take the money? Because otherwise we're not going to we're not going to be able to get anywhere. You know, but if we can come together as a community in the marketplace and see as a believer, I, I believe in wealth transfer. In fact, wealth transfer is in full effect. You know, wealth transfers from the marketplace, not the workplace. Not the dollars of the workplace. It transfers from the wealth of the marketplace. And so being able to assess tools, business tools, and and their effectiveness to be able to transfer wealth, you know, and that's why I say travel, man, that's hands, that's hands free, man. I ain't got to do nothing. Speedy Mm -hmm. ain't do nothing to make 85 billion. We'll provide a service. I'm giving them the boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're gonna put, you know, we're gonna put the vortex in that place and just redirect that wealth. But we're held in place because we have no money. And so and going around in circles. So man, I said, because I got involved in the community here in Colorado Springs, and I'm like, I'm not going to another meeting if you don't have no money. Mm-hmm. Because it's just talk. It's talk, it's great conversation. We had a good conversation today mm-hmm. and you still ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so until we come back to the place of the shift now in our communities is how do we fund seriously? How do we fund from the marketplace, not the begging place, but from the marketplace? How do we fund the things that need to get done? And I'm very serious about that. And, um, and that, that is my intention now. How do I fund what I'm trying to do without asking permission of anyone and being able to look at the successful business? I know David was talking about some of his partners that have some serious successful businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we fund the things that are important to us from business, from the marketplace? So all eyes to the marketplace to transfer wealth, to get the things that need to get done moving forward in our communities. And if we can get that as a, 
as a vision, you know, reality comes to vision. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear me talk about the West End Community Empowerment Center, it's reality coming to vision yes. and calling that forth. It's so true. And, um, you know, human nature, we want to see. We physically want to see it, you know, we, or feel it, rather. If we we want to, we got those visions just like you're talking about, but eventually, sometimes, people won't believe you until it's physically there. And it's not their responsibility. No. It's the visionary's responsibility because the vision didn't come to them. (laughs) Yeah, true. And so even, even, you know, for everything, if it's a lamp, that lamp began with the thought. And uh, and that thought was the person that invented the lamp. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Really, Charlie came as your vision. And you would tell other people, and they'd be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but it's your vision. And so it was your responsibility to override whomever else to bring it into reality as your baby that's birthed. And you've done a great job in birthing that baby. Push, Charlie, push! <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to, I love it. I love it. I love this show. And, um, and I'm honored to be here with you, and we still got plenty of stuff to do, plenty of work to do, and um, I'm only a message away, brother, uh, and I really, really can't wait, can't wait to, to to see everything from A to Z and how this all happens, because I'm so proud to wear a New Bedford shirt, um, and that's what this West End Community Empowerment Center is New Bedford. So, um, let's get and it done. And South End. I want one down the South End, too. Yeah, and it it, it, it will happen, you know. Actually, I'm having one New Bedford, Miami, Atlanta, Tacoma, Washington, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and Orlando, Florida. Wow. But New Bedford first. Good. Good. And I know it. I know it's going to happen. Um, only because it's in you, it's your vision, like you said, and like you said, you don't fail. Never. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be nice. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm his. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not my yeah. boast. <laughs> Visions come from God. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh boy. God so I can preach. say, yeah, big and bad, man. I don't fail, nah, yeah. man. <laughs> But know that the boast is in him. When he gives you something, if you can stand whatever trial, whatever test, and see it through to get the instructions on the things to do, you'll never fail either. That's it. And you mentioned Steve Harvey. He's always talking, you know, build. Build that conversation uh, with God. Talk to God daily. You know, ask him. You know, praise him. You know, it's, it's, uh, so when I hear that every day, you know, cause I'm always on his Steve Harvey morning show. And I love start, him, man. And I listen start, to him all the time. Yeah. And he starts off being inspirational. That's the way he, he starts everything off and, um, kind of gets the day going, you know, starts the day on the right track. So Mr. Rick Reese, I just want to, you know, give you another opportunity to kind of 
you know, kind of end this podcast in any way possible that you want to, whether it's a word or two, you know, I just want you to kind of give the Really Charlie podcast um, your final thoughts or ambitions. I just say all things are possible to him who believes. Awesome. And I know inside New Bedford, there's people like, you know, we want things to happen. We want things to happen. And I believe I can say this for everyone outside of New Bedford that has left New Bedford. They want things to happen also. And I believe us coming together, you know, to give back to our community together. And uh, we know things will happen. But all things are possible to him who believes. Awesome. Awesome. It's um, it's, it's going to happen. And I believe... I believe in everything that we talked about this evening. And um, first thing, so, David, I want you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, actually, you, my friend, have a story. <laughs> exactly. We need that story, man. Okay, now I hear you, bro. I hear you, man. And I, I got you. You know, we talked, and so we're there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna talk to David. I I, I gotta <laughs> get him. Powerful man, powerful. Yeah. Yep. Love you, David. Yeah, David. I even get up early. We can do an early podcast. You know, I know how you wake. <laughs> he wakes up early. You know, sunrise. I oh, know and that. Jim Colbert too. You want you want you want yeah, Jim Colbert on? Yeah. In fact, that was my next question. Who do you want to see on a really Charlie podcast? And I want to see David. And um, because David, man, he tells me a story, man. I could it, it would bring tears to my eyes, David's story. Yeah. And um, because I know what it takes to um, to do what he accomplished. And uh, Jim Colbert, we just been friends since like eleven, twelve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and that's a powerful brother there too. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Jim is a Jim is a powerful brother, full of wisdom. How he keeps to himself, but. You know that's the wisdom that he has, and uh, and he, he has a lot to offer offer to to New Bedford, and he's part. You know Michael Santos, the Santos Jim, and even Derek Baptista. You know they're part of the vision that I'm doing, and the New Bedford connection to it. Now, of course, you're part of that that as yeah. well. Thank but you. But I say Jim Colbert and David. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do. Jim that. will be like, man, Rick, what are you doing, man? Like, I'll just be an undercover, an undercover uh-huh. brother over here. And <laughs> well, I will this evening be sending my messages out to all of them. <laughs> but I appreciate well, being on the show, though, man. I, I really do. Because um, I normally don't tell anybody. I just do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see on our West End page, I'll say something every now and then. Usually every month I'll say something. But I normally am a person of show, show me, do. And um, and then, you know, you see and then I then I present it to you versus okay. telling you because I'm not looking for approval, pat on the back. No, no, no. This is something that in my spirit I got to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Derek Baptiste, has Derek Baptiste, Baptiste been Baptiste, on he, uh, him and I talked um, a couple of times. Um, the latest time we talked was yesterday, and um, we're just trying to arrange a, a, a date that's 
good for both of us, you know. Let me and, tell you uh, what you're doing, Charlie, and then we jump off. Sure, what you're sure. doing is bringing the people that care together to do something. But that something is, we'll find out. Yes. But, you know, we have all been in our own little quiet worlds. And, um, and what you're doing is you're letting people know about each other and bringing community together to accomplish a purpose. And we'll find out what that purpose is. But you're bringing the people that care together and, um, and the minds, the great minds, you know, like Consecio and, you know, I mean, the great minds that you've had on the podcast and even more so in the families and people that really care that, uh, that when they come together, there's a synergy, you know, that's ha that happens. And uh, we've been trying to do that for a long time, but separately. Mm -hmm. And of course, now that synergy is coming together. And so thank you. For, thank you for doing that. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we're going to do it. We are going to do it. And I can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, but everyone you mentioned, I'm going to reach out to them. Get them on here. Um, <laughs> I got a short, short May. May um, won't be as many shows as, as, as um, I've been doing only because I have a busy schedule on May. So, um, but uh, anyways, Rick Reese. My man, my favorite major of all time. You know what? Um, I'm very proud of you. If that matters, Thank I'm you, proud sir. of you, man. I'm very it proud of you. It does matter. Son uh, of New Bedford, it, it absolutely matters. Thank you. Thank you. If you need me, give me a holler. You want to come back on this podcast for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Really I'll give child. you updates from time to time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about what we just talked about. It could be anything. You want to come on? You just let me know. It'll be what's about it. David Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna, Has we're he gonna, been on the show yet? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get him. Love you too, man. <laughs> All right. All right, my bro. Take care, man. I love you. Take care. Love you too, man. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you. Love it. It's uh, you can't get any better than that. That gentleman is the cream of the crop, you know. Our, our Rick Reese, you know, and I say our because he loves that. He loves being a part of this city, this community, and look what he's doing. He's got a brainstorm that's going to become reality very, very soon, and I just hope that everyone, everyone continues to look out for that and. I mean, listen, listen to him, what he said. He's not looking for approval. He's just going to do it. And that's what we need within this city. More of that. Just do it. Nike took that slogan and uh, took that phrase, you know, just do it, you know, but it applies to everyone. It applies to everyone to just do what we need to get done. And uh, if we reach into that market money, guess what? We don't need any approval. Just go out and get it. Uh, I'll get get out there and do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening and viewing the Really Charlie podcast here on StreamYard, Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube, please. I would like to have uh, more subscribers on there. And feel free to, and if you want someone on this podcast, just send me a little 
message. I'll get things going, you know, in the right direction. All I can do is, is invite someone there, you know, here rather, and they can tell me yes or no. Um, and you're welcome. Thank you also for listening to you. Um, so if you feel that you want someone on this podcast, just let me know. I'll reach out to them. I'm not afraid to reach out to people and just ask them. So, in conclusion, mask those beautiful faces. Hand sanitizer, wash your hands. Stay safe, everyone. God bless. Stay blessed. Be blessed. Love you all, man. Thank you.